Well, thank you for joining me today on Financially Speaking. My name is Mitch Slater, and I'm a Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with UBS Wealth Management in Westfield, New Jersey, where along with my partners, Anne and Crystal, we do our best to bring you advice beyond investing and address our clients' most challenging financial needs. It's my sincere hope that each and every episode of this podcast will educate you on personal finance and real-life business issues of the day. So let's jump right in. So unless you've been living on another planet, you probably know TV, as we baby boomers grew up with, is changing. Cable and satellite TV subscribers peaked seven years ago in 2012, and pay TV is losing millions of subscribers a year as consumers cut the cord and adopt internet-based streaming services. Americans, and me very included, watch more TV than ever. The average household watches nearly eight hours a day. More Americans own a TV than a computer or a smartphone, but they're changing what they watch and the way they watch. This year alone, six people will cut the cord every minute, but to the average consumer, it seems partly about economics, technology, and yeah, a bit confusion. So our guest today and chief confusion solver is Rob Sandmills, who works in the chief investment office and handles consumer discretionary and media analysis for UBS. He's been paying very close attention and recently put out a report entitled, Everything You Wanted to Know About Cord Cutting, But We're Afraid to Ask. So Rob, today we're going to ask you and look for some answers and some solid advice. So welcome to Financially Speaking. Thanks, Mitch. Great to join you. Great. So why don't we start with the problem that millions of Americans, including me every month, go to our mailboxes and face an expensive cable bill. What are we paying for our cable bills? How's that work? Let me kind of break it down for you this way. Uh, typically, most of us have something either called a double play or a triple play, and everything's bundled together. So we're paying for not just cable, but we're paying for cable, internet, which we'll call, which is broadband. You know, some people are still paying for an actual phone landline. So typically, these three things are all bundled together, either the three of them or most likely more people have gotten rid of that home telephone number. So now it's just a double play. So really just cable and internet. And when you look at the typical bill for a double play, again, that's cable plus internet, the way it breaks down is you're usually paying roughly $40 or so for a month for your basic internet service. And then the remainder of your bill is cable. And when you look at cable, that includes just the, the cost for the channels that you're getting, those three, 400 channels uh, that you get. Uh, most of them you probably never even watch. You know, you typically pay for the router, which enables you to access the cable into the house. And then you pay for uh, a cost per each cable box within the house. That usually runs between 10 and $12. And when you throw in all of the added taxes and fees, you're looking at a bill that can easily get north of uh, $150 or so a month. You know, typically the bill is somewhere between you know, $120, $130, but I think that's very basic. You know, most consumers are e easily, easily north of that. Right, especially if they've got their internet bundled in. That, that definitely makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, that yeah. we're talking about internet, yeah. internet bundled in. But usually sure. if you've got a ho household with four to five cable boxes, I mean, right there, that's $50, $60 just mm -hmm. for those cable boxes sitting there. Right, and if you have DVRs on the box, it's even more money. So it, it does add up. So, so how much could somebody save by cutting the cord and just start streaming? So the way that we think about it is, you know, I think that you can at least cut between at a minimum 20 to 25% off of your cable bill by just getting rid of the cable portion. Now, obviously, 
you need to have internet, so we're going to you know, have to pay for internet. That's how we're going to access TV going forward without the cable piece. So internet typically runs, again, for basic internet, about 40 to $50 a month. Getting rid of the cable bill, the cable piece of the bill, and you're looking at a bill of about, again, 40 to $50 for just internet. Hmm. So once you cut the cord, what are your options? So you have a lot of options once you cut the cord. The big one is, so there's a few different things when you think about streaming television. There's the Netflixes of the world, which is really our on-demand television shows, uh, movies, etc. Then you have things called like a virtual television, where you're basically watching live television over the internet. And I'm seeing all the same channels Uh, NBC, ABC, all the national channels, regional channels that are out there live, but just being streamed over the internet. So again, not through a cable, but through different types of services out there. Things like DirecTV Now, which is AT&T's, Google's YouTube TV, and there are others. There are are a lot of them. It seems like there's more and more popping up each day. But those were the two options, really. It's your Netflix types of services, and then your live streaming television services. So kind of direct-to-consumer and then live streaming, kind of the two yeah, main yeah, areas. Yeah, that's the way to yeah. kind of, Or you can think of your movies and TV shows and then your live streaming news, sports, you know, that piece of the puzzle. So for, for cord cutters, uh, many think this is uh, going to be a big year where everything changes. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the newer streaming services that are coming and why by the end of this year, 2019, our options for cord cutting may even look a lot different than they do here in February of 2019. Yes. So the big ones right now on the streaming, on the live television streaming are YouTube TV, which which is what I use in my house since I cut the cord. You have things, again, I mentioned AT&T does DirecTV now. You have Sling TV. If you have a PlayStation, you can access it that way. I found that YouTube TV is um, you know, very easy to use. It's got all the channels that I want, all the ABCs, the national channels, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. And then it gives me all of the sports stations as well, ESPN and their family of networks. So all in, I probably get about 50 to 60 channels through YouTube TV. And a lot of the other services are similar, but those are the most popular ones. I mean, we see more and more coming up. I mean, Comcast just recently announced that NBC is going to have its own on-demand channel streaming service. And they own Hulu, correct? Hulu's owned by both Disney and, and Comcast. So Disney Hulu's and Comcast. And Comcast, okay. right. Mm-hmm. So if, actually, when, when, when Disney closes its recent merger with Fox, they will be the majority owner of Hulu. Hmm. Yeah, but Hulu, again, that's another streaming service. They Hulu's interesting because you can get live TV through Hulu as well as just a Netflix type of option there as well, just their TVs and movies. So one concern that I have personally, and I've been using YouTube TV as well. I've kind of been experimenting with everything. I'm kind of trying to figure out what the best way is. But one concern that you know I just continue to have, and I think a lot of people do, is sports. Yep. I don't want to lose sports. They may not be great this year, but I want to see the Giants. I'm a Met fan. Right. I mean, there are probably people that will tell me, Mitch, don't even bother watching. But anyway, what are the options there, especially since many major sports league network contracts are up for bid over the next few years. You see, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, ESPN, a lot of those contracts are changing. Right. So yeah, so that's the concern I initially had with cutting the cord. But what you find is a lot of these streaming television services, like a YouTube TV, 
they you can access all the live sports that your heart desires mm-hmm. through those services because look at the end of the day these companies realize that the only television that you really have to watch live is sports and news everything else we can record and watch whenever we want but look if you want to watch you know the super bowl or you know, God forbid you're actually a Knicks fan and want to watch the want to watch the Knicks. You usually <laughs> oh, want to. That's wa- painful. Yeah, I mean, you usually <laughs> want to watch that live. Right. So, a lot of these new services offer the live sports. So whether it's YouTube TV that offers CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, they offer ESPN and their family of channels, the Turner channels as well. Some of the regional sports networks. So the regional sports networks. Let's talk about that. So Yankee fans have Yes Networks. Met fans have SNY. Yep. If I cut the cord. How do I watch the Mets or the Yankees? Right through, you get YouTube TV, and those channels are included. They are uh, included. Yeah, okay. they're included on, this, on these services. Mm-hmm. The only channel that I've found that hasn't is not included uh, is the NFL Network. Right. Maybe that at some point in time they, it gets added to some of these streaming service options, but... Look, I mean, at the end of the day, I can get ninety nine percent of the stuff that and I it's, want, and it's going to continue to change, right? Oh, you know, absolutely. Just, you know, and you know, there's also a lot of buzz about smart TV. All mm-hmm. right, I thought maybe we would take a minute to, if you can give the listeners uh, talk a little bit about smart TV for dummies explanation and sure. and, and what is four K and five G and and why do we even care about that? Yeah, so I mean, look, in order to stream TV or stream over the internet, you need a television that can access the internet with an internet connection. So a smart TV is really just a TV that can access the internet and that we can access all of these various streaming services like a YouTube TV, like a Hulu, like a Netflix, etc. So if you walk into a Best Buy or PC Richard or whatever kind of store, even you know, look on Amazon, most TVs today are smart TVs. They can access the internet. If you do happen to have an older TV model that cannot, that doesn't have the internet connection, well, then you would go out and you would buy a Roku stick, you would buy, you know, a Google Chromecast, an Amazon Fire Stick, something that enables that TV to become a smart TV. Are you better off buying the smart TV or getting the Fire Stick or the Chrome? Uh, I get that all depends on how much you want to spend. Right. I mean, if you want to get a really nice, let's say, 60-inch smart TV, you're probably looking at around, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars, maybe even a little, maybe a little bit less than that. Depending right. on the brand, whereas you can turn your existing television into a smart TV by spending you know thirty forty dollars and getting that Roku stick or Amazon. So you Fire have an stick. option, especially if you have a number of different TVs in yeah. the house. You know, yeah. you know, you don't have to spend a lot for uh, certain rooms and maybe just right. use the Fire Stick or the Roku or, or, or anything like that. Like you said, there's a lot of these options out there, and you know how, how do you, how do you look at a like a Chromecast, a Roku, an Amazon Fire, Apple TV? Um, is it just personal choice? What, what how, how do you just? I mean, I I know for me, I'm kind of experimenting with all of them, and and I find you know certainly from a programming standpoint, Netflix is a must, and Amazon because I use it every day mm-hmm. is a must, and there's great programs on both. But then Apple TV has you know my twenty thousand music song music library. Right. And all my photos built in. Right. It all depends on what you're looking for on your service. So if you want a specific service, for example, like a YouTube TV, you know, some of the services you can't, it's not built into it. So on, if, you, if you're using an Amazon Fire Stick, 
Amazon and Google don't have a partnership, Absolutely, so you, you can't yeah. find YouTube TV right. on on a Fire Stick, but you can on Roku. So really, it all depends on what services you want to be able to access. That's really the big thing, because at the end of the day, they're all doing the same sort of thing. They all cost about the same the same amount, but it's just about what type of content do I want to be able to access, and which of these devices innate you know gets me that content. So the cable companies in general, obviously, they've become bigger conglomerates. And, you know, it's sort of how do, how do you look into their future when you look at Comcast, which obviously just keeps buying everything and not, not just NBC, but, you know, they're, they're obviously in, in the film world and, right. and, and in the sports world. Disney obviously doesn't just own ESPN and ABC. They're involved in many things. But you think they've all made the right moves to, to stay competitive? Yeah, I mean, what you've seen over the last number of years is a lot of these companies looking to add content. You know, at the end of the day, content is king and right. being able to add, you know, be able to provide the, the user, the consumer content as part of your offering, exclusive content. I think that's the key thing is exclusive content that you can only get it on my service, whatever that happens to be. That's how a lot of these companies are looking to defend their turf going forward from here. So I think content is really going to be incredibly important going forward because look, like you said in the beginning, more and more people are cutting the cord and will continue to cut the cord because this is not just a little phenomenon that we're seeing the last couple of years. This is something that's going to continue. Oh, it's happening every single day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we talked earlier and you know, mentioned Disney is coming out with a new service. And, and that's kind of interesting because I was, I was reading up on that a little bit. And and obviously Disney owns Marvel, so they've got, you know, got mm-hmm. all the Marvel entertainment. But And then Disney obviously has George Lucas and has Star Wars. But I found out that even if you get Disney's new services, for some reason, I guess it's Fox has the contract for the first six Star Wars movies. So it's a, it's, yeah, cause, <laughs> it's really yeah, you, crazy to yeah, figure but, out. Right, but I mean, you know, when they were handing these, when they were selling the rights to be able to show these movies several years ago, you know, the idea of streaming and what's happening today really wasn't in, right. you know, an, an option. But now where you've got some of their content tied up with net, the Netflixes of the world and others, they're either pulling content in advance and having to pay for that or waiting for some content to expire in terms of those contracts to expire, and then they can take that content back for themselves. But, you know, Disney is certainly not one that needs to be scrounging around for content. They've got plenty on their own. And they're creating new content. They're creating oh, a new yeah. Lion King, you know, a, 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 with you know, real people and, and Aladdin and things like that. Yep. And, and they're going to continue Star Wars and in some other way. And they'll just continue to create content just like Marvel created content for Netflix. Right. I'm sure we'll you'll see more of that being created specifically. Yeah, I mean, they're creating new content specifically for this new streaming service that they plan to launch at the end of this year. So if you want to have access to that content, you're going to have to be a subscriber to to this service. Now, will the Disney service include ESPN? No, this is exclusive of Totally ESPN. separate. Totally separate. So the new Disney service, it's called Disney Plus. It's going to just include content from... Disney, Lucas, which is Star Wars, right. Marvel, which are all the superheroes, and then Pixar, which are all the animated movies mm-hmm. uh, that Disney has done. And that's really completely separate than sports. This is for your young family, and think about the tons of content that, that Disney has for kids. You know, I think it'll really be, eventually be, could become the ideal streaming service for a family with young children if you want to be able to access Disney's content. Let's jump outside America for a minute, Rob. Is there anything unique going on in, in other countries that we 
we could adopt or, or, or some, is there a cord cutting or, or what's happening? And certainly the larger economies in Europe and, and Japan, for example. Yeah, well, if you look in you know, some are, areas of Asia, I mean, people you know, use their smartphones even more so than we do here in, in the States. So I think it's the smartphone continuing to be used for, you know, watching TV, watching movies, streaming, you know, online all the time. I think that's even more of a bigger phenomenon than, than here in the U.S., if you, if you can imagine that. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's no, really no different than, than what we're seeing here in, in the U.S. But again, this phenomenon of cord cutting and, you know, moving away from cable, I mean, this, this, the U.S. is really where we're seeing this big cord cutting right. going on today. Sure. So... As we all know, dealing with cable companies is kind of up there with root canal. <laughs> uh, so what is the best way to cut the cord? You know, cable companies, we talked a little bit about maybe they're not asleep at the wheel and maybe they are sleeping giants, but just reaching anybody on the phone is a I challenge. Know. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way to do it is, look, you're obviously going to have to call your cable company and tell them mm -hmm. you want to get rid of cable, and they'll probably try to sell you a what's called a skinny bundle, which is uh, a cheaper version of, of what you're paying for now with fewer channels. So maybe you're getting, they'll offer you some kind of bundle that does not include ESPN or doesn't include some other channels just to make it more affordable. I think at that point, you need to resist the urge to take that deal because at in addition, the, the other drawback with cable is they're trying to lock you into a, Contracts, a contract. Right. And with a lot of these things that we've been talking about, there's no contract. Mm. It's month to month. You come and go as you please. So you resist the urge to take that skinny bundle that they offer you. You cut the cord. And then you know from there, you want to make sure that you're obviously keeping internet because that's the way we're going to right. access the TV going So you forward. have to work with them anyway. I, mean, I have to work with Verizon or Fios where I am or Comcast right. in order to get You're going to have to continue so. to get Internet. Right, right, exactly. exactly. And you know, you pay for basic internet, which I pay for, you know, Verizon FiOS. It's about fifty-five, sixty dollars a month. That's right. just internet. And then you add on YouTube TV and Netflix, which I use as well. And my monthly television bill plus internet is about a hundred dollars uh, for everything that I get. So you think at the end of the day, people can go from kind of one hundred and fifty to a hundred in general, and pretty much cover everything they could possibly want. Yeah, I think so. Again, it really all depends on again how many cable boxes you had in the house. And that and does does that in, are you including the cost of Netflix, the cost of Amazon? So if we look at it, Netflix is about ten dollars. Let's say ten dollars a month. Eleven ninety nine. Maybe eleven. So twelve dollars yeah. a month. Right. YouTube TV is forty dollars a month, and cable. With YouTube TV, can you? Like I know with Netflix, both my kids use it, my mother-in-law uses it. With Amazon, my family in Israel seems to use it. Mm -hmm. But with YouTube TV, is that something that other people can sign into? Yeah, you can have their multiple streams. I think it's up to six streams at once. Oh, good. So uh, you can watch it on TV. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your iPad. I mean, it's not. So it doesn't the, matter who it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter right. who. And okay. it, and it doesn't just have to be on the t on the TV that right. you're watching it. So, so maybe families together need to make a decision. I'm sitting here thinking of what we're doing in our family, and we seem to each be doing something a little bit different. And, you know, my son cares more about sports than maybe my, my daughter does. I'm not being sexist. It just She just doesn't really care. Right. So it's kind of maybe one of those things you want to have a family meeting and really talk about. Yeah. Okay. You want Hulu. You want Netflix. This is what it's going to cost, and this is maybe the best way to bundle it. I think the best thing to do is take a look at each service and what they offer and what's the most important to you and, and what's the most important to the family. But again, what you'll find is a lot of these streaming services will offer something for everyone, and I think everyone can be happy at the end of the day. 
Well, that's great. And Rob, I'd like to thank you so much for your great insight about cord cutting. If you'd like to read more of Rob's reports, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email through my UBS website. I will gladly keep you updated. It seems that despite everything that's happened over the last few years, the biggest changes in cord cuttings are yet to come. Look for a new generation of viewers who will be less likely to tolerate television in traditional form. For both consumers and the TV industry, the ones most willing to accept these changes will probably benefit the most. I'd love to hear what you think and what you are doing about cord cutting, so please leave a comment right here on the LinkedIn post. And if I'm not binging Mad Men or West Wing for the the Sopranos for the 10th time, I will do my best to answer. This is Mitch Slater for Financially Speaking saying, remember, pay yourself first. Thank you.